Good evening and welcome. Again, Happy New Year's. There we go. This is our first midweek service. We're going to be, for the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at the star. The star up on the tree. The star, more importantly, in the sky. The one that the, uh, the Magi followed. So we'll be talking about that and, and uh, maybe looking at it in some different, different ways. Um, so that, and today our sermon is going to be on Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2 and verses 9 to 10. And a little bit of uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. That too. So, as always, we pray and hope that uh, now that your bellies are full, that now we can fill you with the, the uh, Spirit of God and, and strengthen our faith. So let's begin with our opening hymn, hymn number 332, Savior of the Nations. Please rise.
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Please be seated. We light the first candle of the Advent wreath as we rejoice in the blessings that have come to us through the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. God told Abraham that through one of his descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The promised descendant of Abraham, Jesus Christ, is a blessing for people of all nations who trust in him for salvation. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by the light of your holy word we may be drawn to Jesus and lay our lives before him in worship, receiving from him the gift of peace, perfect peace. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Prince of Peace, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. We sing, Blessed Be Your Name.
1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. Now there is great gain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Psalm 24, verse 7. Alleluia, lift up your heads, O gates. And be... Please rise. reading from Matthew, the second chapter. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
After listening, listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. Please be seated as we sing, as with gladness, men of old, hymn 397. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And again, our sermon text is Matthew 2, the gospel lesson from today, one, and verses 1 and 2 and verses 9 to 10. And we can kind of massage in there 1 Timothy 6, 9, the epistle lesson that was read for us earlier. And we're going to focus for the next three weeks, we're going to focus on the star, it's the star of David, the star of the wise men follow you can use the stars on top of the tree or the star that I drew, which is beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> and, but what's important about, of, it, it, of the star is it has five points. And as, as I drew it, went up, went down, went over, went across, went down, never taking the pen off the paper because the star is one. And the star is important for us. And so we're going to focus on just maybe one point of the star t tonight. And, um, and I think our gospel lesson, and um, especially the First uh, Timothy text in chapter 6 that Rachel read, but also Luke chapter 5, verse 7, 
which um, talks about the heavy load of fish that the apostles caused. They, they provide for us tonight a striking picture of, of the fool seeking more versus the fishermen wisely offloading their catch. So picture the fool, if you would, as a man in a small boat riding dangerously low in the water. The gold and the silver he has already gathered threaten to plunge his boat to the depths. And this is, this is the image of that miraculous catch of fish in Luke chapter 5 when the disciples pulled in so many fish they were in danger of sinking. Maybe you remember that text. And so what did they do? They wisely called their partners to come and help to unload this magnificent catch. But the fool, again back in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that Rachel read, is ignorant of his danger and is still grasping after another gold coin. Soon his life will sink beneath the weight of all that he has brought aboard. Christmas seems to start earlier every year, doesn't it? Not Christmas itself. It still is December 25th. It's still Christmas Day, and it's not Advent. There are still four weeks um, of Advent before Christmas. Those dates are fixed. But the buildup to Christmas has been starting earlier year after year. Stores compete to be the first to put up their Christmas colors and have Christmas sales. If you work in a church office, your co-workers in the next cubicle may be playing Christmas songs for the past two weeks. Christmas cookies have already been made. And in some homes, maybe yours, one batch of the melted chocolate cookies has probably already disappeared. And so we start early because we have a long way to go. Christmas can be a pursuit and a search to achieve a ton of different goals. Your personal goals might be to get the shopping done early this year or to have all those Christmas cards in the mail by December 10th. You've got four more days. Those, those are good goals. But for our Advent worship, we're going to have a bigger goal for these coming weeks. This Advent, we're going to focus on how we seek peace and how we define the peace that we're seeking. Christmas peace can be thought of a five-point star. Each point is a direction or pursuit that seeks one dimension of peace. Left to ourselves, that pursuit would never end. But the good news is, is that God meets us and he stops our endless chase and gives us a new understanding of his incredible gift of peace. The peace always comes through the birth of Jesus, the word who became flesh, who stepped into our world and fulfills your desires, my desires, the desires of the whole world for peace. So let's start drawing out that first point in our star of peace. Let's make the top point of the star a very common way for us to seek peace, and that is possessions. The more possessions we have, the better. For many, this is the most obvious pursuit at Christmas time. Getting ready for Christmas can mean getting more and newer stuff than you already have. 
the promise of getting is that Christmas will be right if we have all the right things. That can include all the gifts that we can imagine or enough decorations to stock our own Christmas store. After all, if one gift is good, five gifts will be better, and ten may finally be enough. Picture this at the top of the star. One of the lines, again, my wonderful drawing of my star, um, one of the lines that makes this uppermost point And when will this line ever stop? In my picture, it stops here. But for most of us, that line keeps on going. And it doesn't stop. Right? Um, So how far and how high does it need to go for you or me to find peace? I think we've already found that out, even as children. Yesterday's toys lay broken and forgotten. Tomorrow's toys won't last any longer. Before we go any further in this pursuit, God stops us and he simply says, enough. To counter our pursuit of peace by gathering more and more, God instructs us with his words of contentment from Paul. Paul writes this, again, that Rachel read to us from 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Again, 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 to 8. God is a watchful father who sees you and me dashing off, gathering more and more, building us speed as we drive ahead. But he knows the dangers in our journey, and he snatches us up saying, enough. God is like a father watching his children slide down a snowy hill. And the problem being at the bottom of the hill is a lake that hasn't quite frozen over yet. What's the father going to do as he watches his kids flying down on those inner tubes or whatever else they use for that? His message is the same as our father. He says, I know you want to go on and on and on, but you have no idea of the danger. Let's stop right here, for it's enough. So a heavenly father stops you and me out of love and his knowledge of the dangers before us. The words of Paul fit perfectly. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. 1 Timothy 6, verse 9. You see, our father catches us firmly before you and I plunge into ruin. But besides catching us, our Heavenly Father also provides. He has already given you and me food and clothing, all that we need, and many other things that fill our homes and our garages. He could say, there, you have what you need, so be content. But beyond that, he gives us his Son, leading you and me by the light of the star. Imagine the pursuit of peace the wise men completed. They saw the star from a great distance. By God's gift, they understood what the star meant. The Messiah promised in the Old Testament was born. They had discovered a true treasure open in the heavens. Imagine 
their excitement each night as they waited for the star to appear. The one star, that star, appeared again and again guiding their journey. They pursued the star and brought their treasures with them. But they didn't travel to add more gold to their packs. They knew their treasures would be a newborn child. That's the star that guides us, you and me, every Advent. That star still shines, and its bright points calls us to look for our treasure. Our greatest treasure and our greatest riches gain are not saved on the cloud or some server. Our treasure is fixed in the message of Christmas, especially the Christmas star. Planets wander through the sky and clouds come and go, but stars are fixed in place. Our peace comes from the certainty of that star that pointed to the one who is God's lasting treasure. Follow that same joyful path of the Magi, who saw the star and were more than content, knowing that the king had been born. The peace of God comes as he meets us and says, follow me. The Magi followed a silent star, but we, you and I, can hear the words of the Savior himself. They only saw the star as they traveled, but we have Jesus' words every day. Joyful, we join all who have traveled and all who have heard his invitation and have followed his star. The star of peace begins our journey with the promise of more than simply adding to our list of presents. Pursuing only the latest and the largest is an endless journey. I'm ending. Trust me, I'm at the end. We shall talk. Yes, yeah, I see. You can remove your hands now. You're okay. The star of the Messiah's birth is always before us and always waiting for you and me to see. The Messiah's star is already in our skies, and the gift of his birth is more than enough to fill our Advent and our Christmas. Our peace is found in the one who has already come and made you and me his own. Amen. Jason, now I'm done. Oh, excuse me. Not Chase. Sorry. Jeremy. So, um, as I've lost total control, let's receive our offering.
Please rise. Mary rejoiced that the Lord was coming to earth, drawing all people to himself, the true star of Bethlehem, our Prince of Peace. Let us now use her song of praise to rejoice in our Advent Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day all generations will call me blessed. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works. That our hearts may be set to your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. When the Magi saw the star, go forth then, children of God, with the light of Christ leading your way, rejoicing in his presence and knowing his perfect peace. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.
we sing when peace like a river. Please be seated.
we have any announcements this morning? This evening? Whatever time it is? Oh, I didn't preach long enough. Wow. Yes, I did. Well, okay, I guess I did. No announcements, huh? All right, well, um, so, pardon me? Yeah, come back next week. But come Sunday first, right? The second Sunday of Advent. Saturday. Oh, wow, Saturday. Christmas dinner, Christmas pageant. Right. 5 o'clock, 5.30. 5 o'clock, right? So, that's right. Downstairs. Bring it downstairs to the gym. All right? Okay. Got that? All you beautiful voices, you're the choir. And uh, the Caroline, I think you're going to six places or four places? Eight places. Okay, okay, great, great. I'm going to go visit some of our shut-ins, so that'll be cool. Four thirty. Okay. Got that? You're not doing anything? Table set up. Four thirty. In the gym. We're not carrying any tables downstairs, so we don't have to worry about that. It's just the tables that are already down there. Gotta move. Gotta move. Pardon me? Yeah, but they are lighter than those tables. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Um, and then come back next uh, Wednesday, five o'clock. Five o'clock for food, 5.30. Oh, come at 5 and fellowship, and then eat at 5.30, or help to those that are providing the food. Um, and uh, there's a list, and it'll be in the messenger too, I think, so you find out whether you're supposed to bring soup, salad, dessert, or anything else that you want to bring. And then part two of, uh, we'll see where that star is going to take us next week also. So go in peace, serve the Lord, and... Share Christ with the world.